A human rights watch researcher in Indonesia says they're being inundated daily with videos and photos of civilians caught up in a worsening conflict between the West Papuan Liberation Army and Indonesian security forces. Andreas Hasono, who's based in Jakarta, says since 2015 there's been a steady escalation in violent conflict between the indigenous militia group, who see Indonesia as an illegal colonizer, and the Indonesian security forces who class the group as a terrorist organization, preying on Javanese settlers in West Papua. The decades-long conflict was again thrown into the Western media spotlight when the rebels took New Zealand pilot Philip Mertens hostage, torching his Indonesian-owned Susi airplane. Over the past fortnight, dozens of casualties have been reported on both sides as Indonesian security forces try to locate and rescue Mertens. Kuroi Hawkins spoke with Andreas Hasono and began by asking why he had been able to corroborate on the deadly clashes reported over the past few weeks. Uh, one is that the Indonesian security forces, especially the Indonesian military, is trying to encircle the area in Duga Regency where the West Papua militants allegedly are holding the New Zealand pilot, Captain Philip Mertens. In fact, there were some, at least three incidents, a fatal incident. The first, Indonesian security reportedly attacked and killed two West Papua militants. And then the militant retaliated in another area, in Puncak Jaya, killing also some Indonesian soldiers. But the biggest one happened in Duga, in which the militant attacked a group of 36 Indonesian soldiers. It happened on Saturday, about 4 p.m. local time. Uh, of those 36, nine were claimed to be fatally shot by the militant. Nine others were adopted, and then the, the remaining running away uh, went into the jungle and did not immediately report back to their uh, command. There are already announcements from Kostrat. Kostrat is the Army Strategic Reserve Command that six soldiers were killed, probably among the, the nine. And then the others were very probably, although not announced, members of the Special Forces, Kopassos. Uh, so the situation is, is escalating. The tension, the violence are escalating. And obviously, civilian uh, villagers, uh, many of them are running, running away from their homes, their villages. Duka is very tense now. Now, I, I just wanted to clear two things up before we move on. Um, Saturday, you mentioned, is the 15th of April in terms of the date of the larger attack. That's correct? Yes. And you mentioned um, allegedly holding Mertens in the earlier statement. Were you referring to allegedly allegedly in that area where they were encircling? Or did you mean like the allegations of holding Mertens hostage were also unclear? The, the thing is, the area is very, very fast. And many of them are uh, old forests. So the effort to encircle the area is also not that easy. Right. Thank you. And now um, there was one thing that we heard, which was that the Indonesian military chief had upgraded the operational status in, I understand, Dugama, but maybe Papua as well. If you could clarify what ground combat ready sort of signifies in terms of the change in their their operation in Papua? I, I am not sure what are the status of the military operation right now. What I knew is that there is an effort to release the New Zealand pilot. That is number one. Number two, 
it is also clear that there are 900 more personnel are being sent from the Brawijaya military command in East Java to go to Papua after the latest attack on April 15. Now, there have been some reports of civilians caught in the crossfire. Um, have oh, you had any confirmation of that? Oh, yes. It is. I, I got that kind of news report almost every day from Papua. I do not know how to verify one by one because there are just too many. Coming back to the hostage situation with Philip Mertens, what, what is your understanding of, of how this is this is progressing and what, what might be some likely outcomes? If, if we take a look at the statement issued by the TPNPB spokesman, Sebi Sambom, uh, we can see that there was a change of, of message from, from him, from Sebi Sambom. The first one was, like usual, you know, independence from West Papua, New Zealand should bring this up at the UN General Assembly or the UN in New York, that kind of thing. Independence, independence, independence. But lately, over the last two, three weeks, the statement is changing. The message is, let's negotiate. We are ready to, to release the pilot if we negotiate. So that is quite significant. Of course, TPNPB is not a uniform organization. There are many factions, there are many parties within the National Liberation Army. And I guess the the more rational, the more moderate faction is gaining more grounds uh, by saying that we are ready to negotiate. Of course, I think it is the best to negotiate. And there are already third parties, mostly the churches that offer to help. Uh, some of the exile political leaders of West Papua are also saying that we should release them. Uh, we should negotiate to release the, the pilot. I think this is a very, very possible solution rather than using forces. Because if both sides are using forces, the civilian will be the victims. And not to say, you know, soldiers, innocent soldiers, uh, West Papua militants, they are also being killed. It is better to negotiate. Both sides should negotiate to release the pilot. Andreas, thank you so much as always for helping to bring clarity to a very complicated conflict situation in, in Papua. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Koroi. Take care.